0: Come see the new quiz show, Go Fact Yourself, with special guests Andy Richter and fresh airs Tanya Mosley. It's March 23rd at the Crawford. Get your tickets at las.com
1: slash events. What you're about to hear is fiction. The scenes and characters are inspired by Eric Galindo's life, but it's a made-up story. This season of Wild is serialized, which means it's best experienced if you start with Episode 1, a Southeast L.A. rom-com. If you don't, you might be a little lost. You're listening to Episode 8, On the Rocks. Enjoy. Hey, man. I'm the head of security here at the mall. And I'm sorry, but you can't park here, and your snoring is scaring all the customers.
2: Oh, shit. My bad.
1: Real talk, bro. I think you should get some help. Like, that snoring sounds serious, bro. All
2: right. Cool. Thanks, I guess. I'm Eric Lindo. I'm Megan Tan. And this is Wild. Man, I cannot believe this. Oh my God. Like, I just woke up and I just had all the money in the world. Like, I can't even believe this. Like, I even got some of uh, what's the shoes? Got Christy, Louis, BTs, whatever that is, it is. I got a party. I got Louis bag, Gucci bag, Finney bag. I got like everything. I got some Gucci fries. You know, I bought the out, like, I got everything. You're listening to Wild. It's a show about growing up. Kinda. This season, it's about the kind of love that fucks you up, that forces you to confront parts of yourself in a way that you never have before. The kind where despite all of that, you wind up saying to yourself, I think I'm falling in love.
1: Wild will be back after this break. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play.
3: How long did you live in your car?
2: I don't actually remember, but it was at least several weeks. I was just especially embarrassed to ask my parents for help. I just felt like I was such a disappointment to them.
3: And then what changed?
2: Well, I had to change everything. Like, one of the things I did was get out of the city. I wanted to be somewhere different, but familiar. So I went to the spot at the edge of sunset where I spent a lot of my youth dreaming, contemplating life.
3: Are those, those rocks you took me to?
2: Yeah, the rocks. Like back in the day, me and my buddy Javi would go and just chill on the rocks anytime life got hard or confusing.
4: Sometimes, I wish I were a palm tree, so I could be all majestic and shit.
2: Maybe there's a palm tree saying, I wish I could be a hobby, so I could be all human and shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, you sound high. Hi as in hello?
3: Hi as in, you know what I mean when I say hi.
2: Yo, this was back in the day, before I met Luna even. Oh shit. What? I just remembered what day this is. This is a day Javi's life changed forever.
4: (sighs) If you're wondering, I'm actually thinking this is good news.
2: Congrats then, man. I'm, I'm really happy for you. So what's it like to know you're going to be a father?
4: I don't think I can tell yet, but I'm happy. But also, I need to get a real job, probably. Or start slanging or something.
2: For real, man. The other day, Frankie asked me if I wanted to make $5,000 driving a car across the border. A car? Yeah, like just take the bus to TJ, go to the spot, pick up the car, and drive it to Southgate and just leave it parked somewhere.
4: That sounds shady.
2: Yeah, but I'm so broke. I'm thinking like... Well, it's like, sometimes I wish I were Frank Sinatra, but sometimes I wish I were Tony Soprano.
4: I think even Tony Soprano would rather be Frank Sinatra.
2: Damn. (laughs) You're right. So did you do it? What, drive that car? Hell no. I worked my ass off like a sucker for years for bosses that didn't value me. And that I in turn did not value back. That's how I wound up evicted with no place to go. Don't you feel bad for me?
3: (laughs) No, I feel like you got some anger to work out. (laughs) But you had a place to go, right? I mean, you could go back to your parents' place.
2: Yeah, but I don't think I knew what home meant quite yet at that point. Like, at this point in my life, all my friends had moved on to things. That's why I went back to the Rocks, to contemplate my next move.
3: And what were you thinking about?
2: I mean, it got dark. I thought about giving up. On love? Yeah, but also on everything. Like, I don't want to be alive anymore, if I'm being honest. I felt like I had this plan for my life and I failed. And that was it. It was over. The world had moved on without me. Even Luna had moved on. Or at least I thought Luna had moved on.
3: Mm. What's that mean?
2: Well, there's one thing I haven't told you. Hey, Eric, it's Luna. See, the truth is, after Milwaukee, Luna and I would still talk from time to time.
3: Couldn't let her go, huh?
2: Yeah. And sometimes it was like boyfriend-girlfriend shit. It was like really sweet. But most of the time, it was like she was mean to me. I was mean to her. It was like that cycle, you know, just mm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. And there was this one time she sent me this like really mean text, and I was like, you know what? I'm blocking you.
3: Oh dang! It came in with the
2: block. <laughs> That's right. So then I blocked her, and she started sending me letters. Wow! In yes. the mail.
3: <laughs> so persistent. She is determined.
2: Exactly. And, and then what happened? Well, I, I, honestly, I didn't even open the letters until that day on the rocks in Malibu. Dear Eric, I can't believe, I can't believe you're, you're ignoring, ignoring me like this.
1: this. I'm loath to admit that I'm in agony without you. It's Halloween, and I'm thinking about that time we celebrated in New Orleans, and that Uber driver let you hold her gun. What the hell, man? Who does that? It's Christmas and I can't believe we're not celebrating it together. Happy New Year. I bet you're making fun of all the resolutions. Well, my resolution is to not write you anymore. Okay, I lied, <laughs> but happy Valentine's Day, baby. You think there's a parallel universe where we wind up together? What the fuck? Like like they really elected this racist asshole to run the free world. I cannot believe the world is literally ending, and you're not talking to me.
2: I closed my eyes, and I remember having this vision of like a giant comb just combing all my problems away, releasing me of this stress. It was incredible. So
3: did you guys finally talk?
2: No, I finally let it go. I let go of the feeling of failure. I let go of my self-pity. And I let go of Luna and me for good.
3: All because of the letters?
2: Yeah, because reading the letters, I was like, I can call Luna right now and start this over, and we'd go at it, bringing out the worst in each other. For what? For, like, some misguided quest at rom-com love or whatever? Like... Honestly, I'd rather be alone. But also, I wasn't really alone. Love was all around me.
0: What are you doing with Hi, Dan. Mi hijo, qué bueno que viniste. ¿Where have you been? Your mom's been worried about you. ¿Yo? Tú eres el que dijiste que tenías una mala premonición. Estabas todo sentimental. Hi, mama. Hi, mi hijo. That's an exaggeration. I wasn't overly sentimental. Oh, man, your
3: parents really are Zika.
2: They are my favorite long-running show, for sure. Sí,
0: estabas totalmente sentimental. Y de ahí tuviste esa pesadilla, y te caíste de la cama, y te lastimaste el codo. It wasn't a nightmare. I was dreaming about that time when he was seven, and he fell in the water and cut his arm on the rocks. I had to jump in to save him. Y taz, te caíste en la pura nalga. If I fell on my butt, how did I hurt my elbow? Eso es entre tú y Dios. Anyway, hijo, nos alegra que estés en casa. Ven, déjame hacerte algo de comer. I'm not hungry, mom. Tienes que comer. Ahora siéntate. Pero no en esa silla. Es muy sencilla. No quiero que la quiebres.
2: I know I have to lose weight, mom. That's why I shouldn't eat if I'm not hungry. I, said tacos. I guess I can eat.
3: Elvia's cooking is undefeated.
2: Yeah, and I don't know why up to this point I had resisted asking my parents for help.
0: Mijo, I've been thinking. You should get rid of that expensive apartment. You can come live here.
2: There are already 12 people living here.
0: It's okay. We'll make space.
1: How? Now, back to the show.
2: A few weeks later, my dad hired my cousin, who's a contractor, and literally built me a little guest house in the backyard.
0: Hey, Benito, can we make sure there's enough wattage here in El Breaker for a lot of electronics? Eric's a writer, so use
2: la computadora and all those
0: Muchachos, ya está el desayuno.
2: My mom would make the whole crew breakfast every day.
0: That's
3: so sweet. It is. So, you had a home again?
2: I think I always had a home. I was just a lost cause for a while. And once I was able to let go of my pride and accept my parents' help, I also accepted help from my friend Jose Lazarde.
0: Hey, man. I heard you're looking for
2: a job. It's not much, but I can get you in at the warehouse. Minimum wage, hard labor... But it's something.
3: That is a good friend.
2: Yeah, he was. He passed away a few years after that, during peak pandemic. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I feel bad because I don't. I don't think he knew at the time how much I really appreciated what he did for me. I'm sure he knew. Yeah, but I didn't even wind up working at the warehouse that long because I luckily started getting back into writing for some big publications again.
3: Oh, your first love, writing.
2: Yeah, and I definitely got lost in it. Like, distracting myself with writing was a way to stop myself from constantly trying to self destruct. But also, it was hard because people kept calling me to write. No, to party.
4: Yo, we're, we're at the frolic room and uh, the the bar the bartenders were asking for you and Mike told them you were a priest now and then he threw up and ran out of there. So I had to tip big, uh, which actually uh, impressed this chick. And, and now Mike is passed out in there and uh, in her Lexus we're going to this after party in uh, Silver Lake. i um, sending you a pin right now. Come down, man. We, we miss you.
2: Hey, man. Thanks. I'm good. But if I said no one week, someone would hit me up again the next week. Yo, man, what are you up to tonight? Eddie and I are going to go swing by the frolic room, your favorite spot. We got some girls. See You in? Hey, man, I don't really drink anymore, but thanks. At some point, I just stopped responding. Hey, fool, why
0: the fuck you being so lame? I got three fine-ass girls here at the pad, and they like white boys, dude. You could totally pull it off with your red-ass hair.
1: I need you to be my white wingman.
2: I told myself, I'm not partying anymore. I'm not even hanging out with my friends anymore. And I'm definitely not trying to get close to women.
3: But women are everywhere. Hello. (laughs) Plus, do you think avoiding old people and bad habits, isn't that just a band-aid?
2: Yeah, you're right. Avoiding doesn't really work. And women are everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some things are just impossible to avoid.
1: Hey, Eric, I got your message. You're hilarious. Um, Yes, I I have seen The Sopranos. Um, So Wednesday, it looks like it's wide open. So call me back and we can set up a date.
2: Yo, who's that? (laughs) Well, when I started this story... I said I was going to answer the question, what's the wildest thing I did for love?
3: You did say you were going to do that. (laughs) And here we are.
2: Yeah, Many hours later. (laughs) Well, this phone call is basically the answer to that question. Next time on Wild... Now, don't go running for the hills or anything. I keep having this urge to go to Highland Park and give you a fucking hug. And maybe that's just my personality. Or maybe I'm in love with you. Look, I'm tired of arguing with you, all this makeup and breakup. WILD is written, directed, and co-hosted by me, Eric Galindo.
3: It is also written, directed, and co-hosted by me, Megan Tan.
2: Megan and I created WILD together. Yes,
3: we did. And this podcast is powered by listeners like you, donating as little as $5 a month.
2: And we can only keep making more episodes like this one with your partnership.
3: So you can support this show by donating at laascom slash join. Anjali Sastry-Kurbacek is our senior producer. She's also a writer and director on the show. Emma Alabaster produced and sound designed this episode. Kyle Chang is a producer on the show. Our writer's room also included Bruno Lopez Vega and Victoria Alejandro.
2: Mixing and engineering is by Donald Foss.
3: Wild stars Melina Bobadilla as Luna, Gabrielle Ruiz as Angela, and Atsuko Okatska as Liz.
2: Vanessa Arcia as Elvia, Eduardo Perez as Manuel, Jose Velasquez as Javi, Taylor Kaufman as Dr. Isaac. Special thanks to our other voice actors, including Mike Rowe, Gab Shabron, Manuel Vallardares, Evan Jacoby, and Tyler Wayne. Austin Cross is our announcer.
3: And if you want to share your wild love story, go to com slash wild. Wild is a production of LA Studios. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live.
4: Now, why you playing the fiddle?
2: I'm throwing up the middle. I see you playing games, I can read you like a Kindle. Why are you losing no
4: sleep? Giving brain to my pillow. You insane I'm for real.
1: This episode of Wild was fictional. The characters and scenes were made up. Thanks so much for listening.
3: This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.
1: Hey, it's Brian, the host of the How to L.A. podcast. How about we go to the movies? Join us for a 10-part series, Revival House, and discover the magic of L.A.'s indie theaters. Who knows? You might meet someone. I know it sounds antithetical because you're just sitting passively, but in fact, you're connecting with everyone else around you. Subscribe to How to L.A. from L.A. Studios wherever you listen to podcasts.